Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So yesterday, today, and tomorrow, uh, we need to celebrate an anniversary. So if you're listening live, today is the 16th of August, 2023, which makes yesterday the 15th and tomorrow the 17th. And those are the days that made history in 1969. Woodstock. Build as an Aquarian exposition, three days of peace and music. Nothing but peace and love, baby. You know, all us people from the Bay Area, we're real LSD freaks. The stuff that they're passing out here today uh, may or may not be LSD, but there's a chance that you won't have a very good trip. Yeah. Now, what you're supposed to do after you know that is you're supposed to stop taking it. I am informed that somebody... <laughs> Somewhere is giving out some flat blue acid. Oh, no. It is poison. Oh, no. It's deadly serious, man. Yeah. Be cool. Those yeah. of you who have partaken of the green acid, if you would, hey. as soon as convenient, please go to the hospital tent. There is someone giving out some flat blue acid. Oh, no. It is poison. The there are 15 oh, people no. who are very ill from it. Uh, to get back to the, uh, the warning that I've received, you may take it with how many however many yeah, grains of salt you wish, that the brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Wow. Uh, wow. It's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's yeah. your own trip, so be yeah. my guest. But please be advised that there is a warning on that one, okay? It's your own trip. So, wow. The memories of Woodstock, huh? <laughs> Peace and love, baby. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So if you're sipping your coffee, drinking your soda, drinking your beer, whatever whatever liquid refreshment you're refreshing yourself with now, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish there was a city that I could rob, rob from when there just wasn't any police officers. Well, you're in luck. Good Hugh, Minnesota. All the police department has resigned. They have no applicants to fill the vacancies. So the future of law enforcement is, uh, well, to say the least, uncertain in Goodhue, Minnesota. Now, the police chief said he's going to remain on the post until next week. <laughs> but that's it. And so I'm out of here. Yeah, they didn't want to stick around because you weren't paying them enough. I can't find anybody to replace uh, them. So I've called every PD around, and uh, there's no young people getting in the game, especially for what you're paying them. And there's nobody uh, There's nobody wants the job at all. So, look, it uh, took the, the city councilman by a little surprise. Did it? Did it? Okay. All right. So... For sure, they have this, you know, the local sheriff's department uh, will uh, be the police force. And a lot of cities let the sheriff's department take over their policing anyway. But there are cities that like to have their own personal police department. And I get that. But in today's world, I mean, you're still going to have the sheriff's department. But now's the time, is my point. Because the sheriff's department hasn't hired extra people to take over the new lands they're going to be policing. And the old police department is now shut down. And believe me, when the police uh, chief 
is the last man standing and he's only there for a few more days he's not going out on calls <laughs> okay he's cleaning out the desk he's having a couple extra donuts he's preparing to go fishing uh he's back at the office just going uh yeah no just go ahead and yeah now that i'm not sending anybody to jail no, that's not going to happen. Sorry. We're just going to, you know, reroute the 911 calls to the sheriff's department and maybe they can get it. So just, I'm just letting you know, good Hugh, Minnesota may be a good place to go if you wanted to commit a crime. I am not by any way, shape or form saying that that's okay. I'm just saying if someone were to be in that mood, that would be a good place to be in that mood with. We also have a new study that has revealed a rise in emergency room visits have occurred since the beginning of the pandemic for dog bite injuries. Now, you know that this show, I mean, I support zoos and animals like no one, no one supports zoos uh, more than me. And they are good for, you know, keeping animals safe and uh, providing uh, shelter for these animals but i'm also humans first so when animals start attacking humans i say uh here little doggy no you're not going to be biting little bobby no 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 yeah no we're going to put you down sorry uh so one study published in the journal of craniofacial surgery and man do i love the Journal of Craniofacial Surgery. <laughs> uh, they published a study last summer that found that dog bite injuries had nearly tripled as the share of pediatric emergency room visits over the span of several months. Wow. Up around eight cases for every thousand patients. And it still isn't that many, but it's a lot. It's a lot. We got to do a study. So the increase in bites is likely to be associated with stay-at-home orders. Bringing dogs and children together for longer periods of time and perhaps in closer quarters. Oh, it was the pandemic's fault. What, no warmer weather? It's alarming to note that the spike of incidents of dog bites has peaked, yet persisted, even as states continue to slowly relax social restrictions. Yeah, so it's still going on. Uh, It's not just the pandemic. So it's got to be weather. (laughs) It has got to be weather. I have to read the rest of this because... It, it definitely has to be because of the weather. So they talk about here, uh, both studies focus on children who tend to suffer more serious injuries and dog attacks because of their size in relation to the animals. Yep, got it. Um, the dogbites.org, and I don't visit that every day, but I will now from now on, dogbites.org. I'm sure they published a copy of the study from the Journal of Craniofacial Surgery. They uh, they said that 81 fatal dog attacks in 2021, the most recorded in any year by the CDC. So many of these dog attack fatalities are women in households with three or more dogs. Yeah, okay, so if you've got three or more dogs, maybe that's a sign of something else as well. I don't know that. I don't know. I've not, 
I'm not a worker for dogbites.org. I have not published any works in the Journal of Craniofacial Surgery. That's uh, just a guess. If you have three or more dogs in your home, perhaps there's another issue. Eh, I don't know. I'm just saying. Now, of course, other theories suggest that online marketing has spurred unethical breeders that sell improperly socialized dogs and social media videos raking in millions of views of staring contests with dogs or videos of pets smiling that's a stress smile okay according to animal behaviorist at best friends animal society uh carly fawn uh during that stress smile shows unease and could lead to a bite okay all right uh stop it okay and of course ta-da ta-da other research shows the dogs may be biting because of the heat yes we had to get to the weather yes <laughs> new research from harvard medical school and spalding rehabilitation hospital you don't see that often harvard teaming up with the spalding rehab hospital but here you go uh showing that dogs were more likely to bite on hot days which the current summer has many of so there are lab studies indicating that rats are more aggressive when exposed to heat stress so they believe that it's shared across species oh okay so it's because of the heat the dogs are biting more because of the heat so just be careful if you have three or more dogs you may want to reassess your life however i'm not judging i'm just saying i get it i i get it i we now have a dog in my household which i swore we would never have and I said, no, you're not bringing a dog home. No. So anyway, as I'm getting the water out for the dog the other day, <laughs> I put my foot down and said, no. And now I'm playing with the stupid dog. It's an American bully. It's a big, strong dog. I mean, he is a big dog, man. He's strong. And uh, he's funny because he'll be wandering around. He'll look at him. He'll be looking around. He's waiting for somebody to give him a look so he can jump on him. And you just look at him, and he's look. He catch him by on a side eye. He's oh, he would jump on you just like that, man. He's ready to go. Anyway, so I'm playing with it. My daughter's like, "Yeah, you're playing with the dog. You said you didn't want the dog, and you're playing with it. What am I supposed to do? The dog is right there. What am I just supposed to just treat it like it doesn't exist? I mean, I can only hit it when he's misbehaving. You can't punch it every day. They don't get you know. They lose. It loses its. It loses its punch when you punch him every day like that. You have to do it, you know, when it matters. <laughs> so just know, uh, dogs are still biting out there. And uh, so if you run across a dog that looks like it's having a stress smile, just, uh, you know, don't let it, don't growl again. Don't growl again. Because I don't want to have to, I don't want that. I don't want that. But it could happen. You know, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But as I got older, a lot older, I had to, you know, start watching out for sugar and empty carbs. Well, Magic Spoon has amazing flavors you're going to love. But high protein 
and less sugar. You know, I was talking about this the last time we were talking about Magic Spoon. So I uh, sent some down to my wife's grandkids. And uh, I'm going to share some pictures with you later today. They're all enjoying Magic Spoon. Uh, It's really good for a snack. I mean, the four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Uh, It comes with zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, four or five net grams of carbs, only 140 calories a serving. Uh, It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, kid-friendly. It's a great snack for your kids or for someone else's kids or for someone else's kids that think they're your grandchildren, that kind of thing. Uh, There's awesome. Uh, Magic Spoon is awesome. So go to magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Jeffy at checkout. You're going to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is, I mean, they're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy. Save that $5 uh, on your order at the end. Uh, Get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Use that promo code Jeffy and save $5. Magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink and maybe a bowl of Magic Spoon. You can follow along uh, on my social media accounts uh, at X Twitter. Uh, is it X Twitter or Twitter X? Whatever. Uh, at Jeffy JFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can uh, always follow the show on YouTube, Chewing the Fat at TheBlaze.com. I see some new things are happening with YouTube. Uh, they have got a new plan for health information. It makes me a little little nervous uh, that they say that they're going to tackle cancer misinformation as part of its updated health policy. I'm sure that'll be that'll be great because and they say the internet is a source of many things, but uh, YouTube's new guidelines for health content will fall under three categories: prevent, treatment, and denial misinformation. Prevent will review and remove videos that oppose guidelines set out by trusted authorities or contradict vaccine safety and efficacy. Huh. Interesting. The treatment uh, should uh, center on taking down any misinformation about uh, treating medical conditions, including unproven remedies. Uh, The platform claims that denial will focus on removing any content that makes a false claim. You know, like people dying from COVID-19. Faults, okay? Uh, uh, we all know that doesn't happen. <laughs> Don't look. At me. You okay? You, you all right? Okay. Uh, don't don't look at me like that. Even coughing. Don't look at me like that because you know it's not true. Okay. I mean, that's good that YouTube is going to do that. You know, for our safety. Ugh. Agonizing. You can always email the show, uh, chewing the fat at theblaze dot com, and you can always uh, order a cameo from me at Jeffy JFR. That's not free, but, uh, you know, just order a cameo. Tell them, want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you want. And then I do it. I'm just like a trained monkey. Cameo is what I am. 
Now, if you listen to this show long enough, you know that I've always wanted a Guinness World Record. I want one in my name, okay? And I don't necessarily want to do all the work that it takes to get one, but I want one in my name. And I've had a couple of great ideas to get one, and I just haven't followed through on it because I'm lazy. But when you think, I was reading about a Guinness World Record that I, you know, I, I don't think I could do this, but it is the largest collection of sock monkeys. Now, when you think to yourself, sock monkeys, what do you think of? Well, you, just like me, hello, you think of Rockford, Illinois. Duh. It's the birthplace of the sock monkey. <laughs> now, I apologize to all Rockford, Illinois, Illinoisans, but uh, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that you were the birthplace of the sock monkey, but I do now. So it makes me want to go to Rockford, Illinois. So apparently, uh, Rockford's uh, it started with the socks. Uh, the Nelson Knitting Company in Rockford was the first to create a pair of socks that didn't have a seam in the heel back in the 1800s. But the famous red heel that's associated with sock monkeys came around 1930 when the company uh, was known for Forest City knitting during the great depression some women began creating dolls out of these famous red-heeled rockford socks and from there the sock monkey was born so proudly made in rockford now let's be clear about something rockford does not hold the guinness world record of sock monkeys i know it's sad so they have the Midway Village Museum in Rockford with the sock monkeys, but and it's a whole exhibit, uh, you know, with sock monkey history. And boy, I bet you that's <laughs> that's awesome. You want to get a cone and go through the sock monkey museum? Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. No way. No, stop it. No way. That'd be awesome. You walk out of there with a sock monkey. You happy to see me, or is that a sock monkey in your pocket? Anyway, they don't hold the record. Uh, the, according to the Daily Herald, the, uh, the Sock Monkey Museum in Long Grove, Illinois, holds the current title, not the Midway Village Museum in Rockford. What the hell? So they are honored, the Sock Monkey Museum. They are the, the world's largest handmade sock monkey collection and this is you know this has been rubber stamped by guinness so it's a done deal they have 2098 sock monkeys handmade with the rockford red heel socks but it doesn't belong to rockford okay they're using the rockford socks seems a little unfair it's a little unfair to rockford i'm a little pissed for rockford and the illinoisans from rockford so uh Congratulations for uh, for being the Guinness World Record of the largest handmade sock monkey collection. <laughs> I mean, it makes me want to do something. You know, we need to get some people making sock monkeys for Rockford so they can get the record. So they can tell Longgrove to go take a hike or take a sock or take a foot or take a monkey or whatever you tell those people tell them that oh and you know i wanted to uh, i wanted to apologize to wayne brady i didn't get a chance to congratulate him last week 
when he uh, came out, well, I didn't say came out, uh, when he, well, he opened up about his sexuality uh, during an interview, uh, and then he wanted everyone to know that he was pansexual. So, Wayne, love you. Uh, thanks for coming out. Man, we needed to know that. But it was more about you, really, wasn't it? It wasn't about us. Now, he's the host of Let's Make a Deal, which I love. I love that show. I'd love to be the host of that show. I mean, while I am the host of America's fastest growing game show, uh, What's the Lie? I would like to have, uh, you know, What's the uh, Let's Make a Deal. Awesome. He's not uh, Monty Hall, but I don't know who is. Uh, but he said that he had suppressed his sexuality and felt worried about people finding out. Yeah. Because, man, we are not in the mood to hear you're pansexual. Uh, <laughs> okay, stop it, Wayne. It's 2023. I mean, please. Okay, so he, uh, he also was feeling shame about not being honest about himself. Oh, so it was more about you, wasn't it, Wayne? Uh, so he went on to say that... Uh, you know, I, look, I loved all the Wayne stuff. He was in Who's Lighting It Is. Anyway, great show. A lot of fun. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't catch weight on Dancing with the Stars. I am sorry. Uh, so he posted a, a video on Instagram advocating for mental health and announcing that he is part of the LGBTQ plus family. Now, let me say this to you, Wayne. Uh, I know you're 51 now. Um, I don't know that it was a secret. <laughs> we probably guessed it. And it was still okay. Want to know why? Because we liked you. And it's okay. It didn't matter. And it still doesn't matter. But he wanted to be sure that he's pan. He wanted you to know that he's pansexual. uh, Bisexual with an open mind. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Wayne. I am right there with you. Uh, Pan means being able to be attracted to anyone who identifies as gay, straight, bi, transsexual, or non-binary. Being able to be attracted across the board. Me too, Wayne. Me too. You see something, you love something. Am I right? Okay, well, if you're wondering, uh, man, you know what I need to do? I'd like to spend some time in California and Santa Barbara, only I just don't have the money, and I don't know what to do. So I see this post from Aston Kutcher and Mila Kudis. It's Mila, right? It's Mila, right. That's how she, that's how she wants it pronounced. Ugh. So anyway, they're sitting on the beach, uh, Mila and Aston, and Aston says, uh, well, I'll let them tell you. Hey, babe. Yeah. Oh, no. I have a really dumb idea. Why are you recording? Because it's a dumb idea. We'll make sure we get a, like, recorded history. <laughs> okay, here, here, it's dumber than my mustache, I promise. I'm sure. Ha! Mm, <laughs> What's you. this idea? Okay, I think we should have complete strangers come and stay with us at the beach. It's so nice here. Like in real life? Yeah, like real life. Yeah, that's what he means. <laughs> what? In real life. No, just really make nice believe. Here. I think he'll like it. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll like it too. Okay, so we're doing it? What? Great. Okay, so uh, they're doing it. All right, so he's putting his beach house up. The beach house. 
Not their house, by the way. I just let's be clear about that. This is the dump over there. Okay, you're not staying at the same house with them, but they're going to Airbnb it, and zero dollars uh, for the bookings open up today. For those of you listening live, it is the 16th of August, 2023, at 12 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Right, so it's Pacific. He's on Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Pacific, whatever it is. Uh, so their Santa Barbara County Beach House is our home away from home not where you're going to be staying but the a beach house is our home away from home the dump over there is just part of it okay <laughs> but hey that's okay it's nice of them i got it it's being they're being nice all right so all you have to do is jump on the old airbnb and book you know the, the booking process it's going to happen saturday right it's for saturday this coming Saturday at the Mila and Aston Beach. I keep trying to pronounce her name as Mila, Mila. What is it again? Mila. Yeah, Mila. That's, that's what I said. I never could remember her stupid name. Yeah, that'll go over great when I stay at the beach house. I can't remember your name. Ashton, I barely remember yours, okay? But thanks, okay? And no, I know you're going to be wanting to record some stuff for your content. I'm not putting my clothes back on. Yeah, no. We can... Uh, you're going to have to pay me, okay? A free stay at the dump down the road from your house to the beach house is not going to be business uh, content, okay? It's not going to happen. So they tell you on the website uh, when you go to airbnb.com, and uh, they'll have a link in the story. So it's the Santa Barbara County Beach House. It's our home away from home, especially when we're in need of some R&R. Uh, you fellow parents know what we're talking about. Yeah, I get so tired of the kids sometimes. I just have to get away. I don't have a beach house to get to, but you know how it is. I, I understand. Steps from the beach house with beautiful views of Santa Ana's mountains, and you'll find no shortage of sights and plenty of activities to make for an unforgettable summer stay. So we're <laughs> right. That's uh, no doubt about some unforgettable views is what I want. So, booking for our guest house opens uh, yeah, today, the 16th, uh, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific. One night stay, up to four guests this coming Saturday, the 19th, okay? During your stay, you're going to enjoy all that our beach house has to offer. You can sink your feet into the sand as you enjoy a cup of coffee out of the beach. Hike nearby trails. Yeah, that's what I want to do is go hiking. Man, when, you, I, when I think of relaxing, <laughs> hiking. Uh, and a gorgeous panoramic views. Enjoy local bites and shops just steps away from the coastline and soak in those summer rays. Plus, uh, we're going to capture some content together to commemorate our SoCal stay. Yeah, I know. We already discussed that, okay? <laughs> now, we'll be there to greet you upon arrival and make sure you have everything you need for a fun-filled stay at the beach. Oh, yeah. Thanks for meeting us, okay? All right, so uh, that means that uh, you know, we're going to be there and say hello, but uh, we're staying over here, and you're staying down at the dump, okay? So uh, you get meals and snacks provided. That's pretty nice of them. Uh, let us know if there are any allergies or dietary restrictions we can keep in mind. Yes, my dietary restrictions are I can only eat half a cow on Saturday the 19th, so I need one in the freezer. Okay. Hey, you know what? Just make it a quarter of a cow. That's all. I don't want to. I don't want to be sound greedy or anything. Don't do that. <laughs> it looks like a really nice little house too. It's nice little home. It's, it'll be sweet to be there. 
and it's uh, you know it houses up to four guests i'm guessing and i don't know this uh you know that there's you're not going to be sleeping on a cot uh you know you could though you just don't know there's a nice little pool it's on the beach nice little pool house and that's why it's so nice because that's where we have guest stay because we don't stay here okay (laughs) we're staying over there (laughs) but hey it was nice of them ashton and mila that's what i said and they're gonna they're gonna be there to greet you so good luck have fun and send photos not the ones they take happy birthday uh wishes are in order for elizabeth francis she is celebrating her 114th birthday her no stop stop only that's only available if she has a lot of money all right that we i draw the line at that all right if she's 114 and she's got a lot of money elizabeth how you doing but it doesn't say anything about that i'm just wishing her happy birthday all right, so she celebrated, again, her 114th birthday. No. Okay, fine. Uh, her 94-year-old daughter and her 68-year-old granddaughter were there to celebrate with her. She is the oldest living person in the great state of Texas, second oldest in the United States, and the seventh oldest in the world. So happy birthday, Elizabeth Francis at 114 years of age. So last week we talked about the robo taxis in San Francisco and we talked about how they were okayed to go 24 seven in San Francisco. And I said, you know, just write your own headlines because the news stories are coming. So then this week, first part of this week, we talked about how they over the weekend already having problems. They blamed it on the cell phone company, but they shut down 10 of them shut down in their bar district, just stopped moving, clogged up. There were like boulders, giant stones in the road. All traffic stopped because the robo-taxis just stopped. And the company said, oh, that's the cell phone company. There was a big festival going on and something happened and some towers went down and so we couldn't, we couldn't get to them. We couldn't turn them on. It only lasted about 15, 20 minutes or 30 or something. We don't, we don't even know. But sooner or later, they started back up again. We got connection. We got Wi-Fi again, and we were able to move the robo taxis. Well, now we're getting more reports, and I told you this was going to happen. I mean, it's just, and of course this is going to happen. I mean, we got reports. You know, the Uber drivers are saying people are having sex in my Uber, and uh, you know I can't take it. Well, don't be an Uber driver then, okay? But you're having robo taxis. What is it about robo-taxis that's so intriguing? Oh, I know. They don't have a driver. You're the only ones in the vehicle. So now they're saying too many people are smoking dope, doing drugs. Well, duh, it's San Francisco. You can't walk down the street in San Francisco without stepping on a needle or poop. I mean, if I get into a robo-taxi and somebody's taking a crap in that thing, I'm going to be really pissed. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls. The floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. That's not going to be a good robo-taxi to get into. Okay, So now they're saying that too many people are having uh, serious business inside the robo-taxis. I know you've been dying to play it all day. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going down to the waterfront. Slide on over here. Do a little robo-taxi business. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. 
That street light makes you look gorgeous. Slide on up here. Don't worry about that car behind us. Nah, don't worry about it. They're fine. Believe me, the dad is watching. Okay, so that's what's happening now in the robo taxis. And they, what did you expect? I mean, we're going to have, there's so much, we're already having so much fun with the robo taxis. I don't want to take them off the road now because there'd be more fun coming. When they can't, when the, they lose cell service again and shut down a major interstate, fun? That's the word I'm thinking of. Nothing but fun. So who died today? And really, today is who died on this day? Uh, the king, Elvis Aaron Presley, dead. Dead, Elvis Presley. I know, it's so sad. Don't look at me like that. Oh, it's Elvis Presley. Yes, I know. Dead at the age of 42 in 1977. It was a sad day. It was a sad day when the king of rock and roll died, baby. Elvis Aaron Presley. The guy was a monster. He was the king. I mean, he never, he only, he toured only in the U.S. I think maybe he went into Canada once or twice, but that's, I mean, that's a technicality. He didn't leave the U.S. Because uh, he went to Canada and realized, what am I doing here? Came back to the U.S. And so, I mean, he had so many great shows. His, his one, his, comeback special and then he had the aloha from hawaii which was just incredible one of the biggest shows ever and in those days shows like that weren't done right he was uh the first show uh ever to be a single solo artist to be aired globally and so it was huge and then when it when they aired uh, they simulcasted and then they aired it to us tv where it took like 57 percent of the television market this year 57 percent of america watched it that's amazing that's the king of rock and roll right there man and i'm a, a huge fan of the name elvis as you know i mean i named my oldest son elvis i i love the name and it wasn't all to do with elvis presley but i just i mean i love the name elvis and it's very sad that we lost the king now because that it is the king's death day uh, I mean, I guess we should actually be celebrating this on his birthday because that's what people do. Is you celebrate people on their birthday. But you know what? It's two in the fat, and we're going to celebrate people on their birthday and their death day. Whatever the day is, we're celebrating it, okay? Now, this song is probably one of my favorite songs from Elvis Presley. And uh, it was uh, from 1969. I'm like a stranger in my own hometown. We'll take the third caller. 888-900-3393. You could rip me off. For a shake, maybe, if you could get through. If somebody answers, uh, yeah, maybe. Man, this is Elvis, man, the king. I'm like a freaking stranger. I'm on hometown, baby. Give it to me, Elvis. Let's have it. I'm like a stranger. Oh, yeah. Like a stranger in my home. Think about it. I'm 
play the whole thing. I don't know. I might have to hear the whole thing. No, no, no. Bring it back up. Don't, don't make it go away yet. I mean, he passed away on this day in 1977. Tears were shed. To the king, Elvis Presley, dead on this day in 1977. Rest in peace. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.